Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I should have done a couple of mine. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't worried. I'm not worried about a curse. Um, Patrick Mahomes on the front, he won the MVP, so I will report that curse. I hope that's a curse. That is Lamar Jackson, who's going to be on the cover of Madden, I think I saw. You better believe it. Your guy. My guy. Led you to the uh, fantasy football championship. Oh, yeah. Would you He's like Lamar Jackson as much if he didn't lead you to the fantasy football title? To the promised land? Um, I would still admire him, but the fact that his numbers the entire year, Brent, the consistency, um, obviously me winning the championship in multiple leagues with him, uh, if it put him over the top. So expect an edible arrangement, Lamar, coming your way. And the next time you're in Jacksonville, man, let's go to Ruth Chris, my treat, my all the goodness. fixings. Cowboy ribeye coming at you because he's earned it, man. How much did you win on this draft? I mean, hey, big bucks. Pride, Brent, and that's all that matters, man. <laughs> Are, you uh, yeah. Are you worried about now the, the Madden curse? No, you think Lamar Jackson worried about curses, man? He, he ain't afraid of no ghosts? No, I think I think big Lamar trust. Jackson, <laughs> big trust, exactly. I have big trust in Lamar Jackson. Am if he I, ain't afraid of curses, he should have come to Jacksonville then. No, that's a very, that's a very good point. <laughs> Um, I, I, I honestly, man, I'm not worried about the curse. I know it's out there and everything like that. Um, I can see him being more of a pocket passer this year, especially if they address the wide receiver position, either you know with the rest of the free agency or in the draft. But I think Lamar Jackson is going to be legit no matter what because he has the running game, he has the tight ends, he has the offensive line to be successful. All right, let's welcome in Jason Fitz from ESPN right now. We got a little game to play later on. It has to do with the draft, but maybe not football. Not really. Uh, yeah. We'll let Austin <laughs> explain that. It's his game. I think it's the hardest thing Austin works on all week. It's, it's the only kind thing of I work on. Brent. <laughs> That's the only thing I work on. Yeah. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm, I am so stoked and ready for the draft. I can't even begin to explain it. You know what? I am not that guy all the time. You know, kind of just I, I try to stay even keel and been to the last uh, eight, nine, ten drafts, whatever it is now. But I'm with you, man. I'm kind of fired up, and I'm not this guy. I kind of criticized the people yes uh, all weekend and said, we needed this Jordan documentary. We need, listen, our lives are fine right now. We're talking football. We're having fun, all that stuff. I'm playing some ball with the kids, yeah. marshmallow baseball, whatever it might be. Yeah. But I didn't need the Jordan documentary. It was What's good to that's see. That's because you're a Larry Bird fan. That's true. Okay? And you saw Larry Bird call him a god. I so did. So now I have is. more respect for Jordan. Better. But So I don't need the draft, but I'm with you, Jason. I am kind of looking forward to this. And part of it is I want to see how it how they're going to present it. You know, I'm a TV guy at heart, and I like that stuff. Uh, and I almost wonder, speaking of fantasy football, did they lean on some of the fantasy football people who conduct these drafts uh, for some advice and how they're going to present this thing Thursday night? Well, look, I, I mean, I think that, that we all love the awfulness of reality TV, right? We want to see people at their best and their worst. Yeah. That's what we're going to get here. I mean, we're going to get some of the worst from people when we try and figure out what the actual, like, the, the which teams are capable of running technology Who's been doing their homework? You know, I, I think 
it's going to be really interesting to see that portion of it in my mind. And, and guys, I, we're going to see, I think, the smart teams and the teams that do really good work in advance are going to excel here because anybody that was late to the party to get their work done as far as scouting some of these smaller guys, uh, they just didn't get the work done. So you know, I, it's going to be really interesting to me. Jason, obviously there's a lot of storylines this year, especially with everything that's transpired, um, you know, with the COVID-19. You know, there's been a lot of communication with teams like there has been the past couple years. One of the biggest storylines in my standpoint is the fact of who's going to take that first-round quarterback, right? Obviously, um, yeah, teams like the Bengals going to be there. The Dolphins probably take one. The Chargers for sure. But what team is like your sleeper team that could possibly get a quarterback? To me, it's either the Patriots, the Raiders, or maybe somebody else. What do you think? Well, I think the Patriots are in the market for one, sure, but I think they'd have to move up pretty substantially. You know, they, 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 you're going to have to find yourself in the top five to get anybody that you really love. The Raiders are an interesting one because I've seen some mocks. And look, I, let me say loudly, I think the Tua Tungvalu has gone by the fourth pick, not even the fifth. Somebody's going to get ahead of Miami and take Tua. But if I'm wrong about that and there's a free fall we don't expect, and that is the one, like, Tua to the Raiders would be such an intriguing piece for John Gruden that I wonder – if we wouldn't see that market happen right there. Outside of that, I'm still trying to figure out what Carolina's doing. So, you know, I think we've taken them out of the quarterback market a little prematurely because Teddy Bridgewater on a three-year deal doesn't really inspire me. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them take somebody also. So uh, I'm really interested to see that. But I I just think you're going to have to move up into the top four to get – one of the two guys that are actually worth getting. Yeah, that's a really good question, too, is who will jump in there. Now, Herbert, I don't think, is a, is a slam dunk to the Chargers. They can go in a lot of different directions. just depends how they value him, but you could be right there. Uh, along those same lines, it was your team that kind of helped all of us here in Jacksonville get Josh Allen last year. <laughs> it was the Raiders that made that weird pick with Farrell. Now, listen, what's your take on Farrell? Was that a pretty good pick in hindsight, even though it baffled people? And... This is the year we could see a lot of that. You know, mock draft people think they all – once, like, five mock drafts go out, yeah. we all do the same thing. We're like, okay, this collection of 12 or 15 people have got to go in the top 15. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody's saying. Well, we could get some huge sliders up or down, and you just wonder who could that be this year that kind of acted like the Raiders last year, man, with Farrell. Well, and, and I'll tell you, I was live with Mina Kimes, Mike Ola Jr., Field Yates. We were doing a show in Nashville for the draft, and we get to the fourth overall pick, and, and they took Cleveland Furl, and, and the camera just went to me, and I, there was shock and silence. I did, I did not do my job. I just sat there and thought, huh? I mean, and, and look, I love who Cleveland appears to be as a, as a leader, and, you know, I get that Mike Mayock showed us a lot in his first draft as a GM. He wants guys that came from, you know, noted, noted schools that, understand culture that was obviously a big part for him on the early picks so uh cleveland farrell surprised me in the moment but i will give them credit josh uh, josh jacobs and obviously jonathan abram are, are both expected to be very good and it turned out to be a spectacular draft not just good spectacular it's an all-time draft for the raiders as well as the rest of their draft picks panned out so i, I but i think the jury's still out on Cleveland. you don't take somebody overall at fourth overall that's just you know going to be really good at holding a spot on the line you want somebody they can get after it. So Cleveland's got a lot of growing to do to live up to that. And to your point of what we expect this year, yeah, you're going to see big school kids uh, go up and kids that never got their pro day just aren't going to get enough love. So 
Yeah, I, I think we could see some real sliders in the draft, especially from anybody with question marks at all on the medical side. Well, have you been following Adam Schefter in the last 15 minutes? How about this news coming out? Patriots and Bucks have been discussing a trade for the retired Rob Gronkowski per league sources. Gronkowski has a year and $10 million left on his contract. The two sides are and have been talking prior to Thursday, and there are reports that Gronkowski wants to come out of retirement, but only if he can play with Brady in Tampa. Oh, okay. What do you think about that? And that says something about the, you know, the Patriot way, which deserves all the respect it gets because it wins championships. But the Patriot way does not win sort of favor from guys that just want to have fun. And, you know, I, I, if you're Gronk and you're looking around and saying, well, the one guy I know that will make this transition easy for me is Tom. And Tom's now somewhere where he just wants to go out, have a good time, play for the type of coach that's going to make for a fun environment. I mean, this to me makes a lot of sense. I think we've had our eye on it for a long time, and I'd be surprised to see it not happen, frankly. So I, what I'm trying to figure out is what are his rights worth? Because, you know, do we talk about Gronk, the, the rights of Gronk, or, or actual Gronk? Because he's been out of football for a year, but, my God, he's still Gronk, and $10 million is an affordable contract for him. So, you know, I'm not giving him up if I'm the Patriots without at least getting something pretty substantial in return. Because he is a value, and he's going to make somebody else in the league much better. Yeah, just interesting kind of package they could put together now. The Patriots have a ton of picks, but could the Patriots try to jump up to where I think the Bucks are sitting at 14 yeah. uh, with an involvement of Gronk? I'm not saying Gronk's Ooh, worth a first-round yeah, pick. I'm just I'm saying right. there could be other trades in there. You know, you that 23rd pick yeah. and other spots, and then the Patriots do get in the quarterback conversation, Austin. No, I agree with that, man. I just, I just try to picture him and Cameron Braid. It's like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other right now because Gronk's kind of on the hmm. smaller side a little bit. Um it could very well happen. It's like I always say, man, the Patriots always have a plan, right? And we've been very adamant this year of what is the plan because we haven't seen it. You guys lost Tom Brady. What are you going to do about it? This Gronk piece now possibly getting moved, that kind of helps, I guess, kind of implement their plan a little bit, if you will. Well, and, and I agree with you, 14 seems high, but if the Patriots can somehow get a you know another first-round pick out of whatever they're packaging – now all of a sudden they've got two firsts and they're trying to move up to get their way to a quarterback. That certainly helps their path a lot. And, you know, frankly, it's a team that I don't think would be hesitant to trade future draft picks. And future draft picks have a lot of value. To me, I think we're underselling how much value moving out of this year's draft will have because next year we presumably will have normalcy. So if you're a, a group that's just not comfortable, get out of this year's draft, take a year and wait, you know, and if you have patience like, uh, some organizations can have. Why not do it? So, you know, it, it makes some sense. Talking to Jason Fitz of First Take, your take also our residential fashion expert here. And in terms of fashion, Jason, I'm not sure if you saw the Chargers uh, drop their new uniforms today. And chef's kiss times a million. I think they're genius. I love them. A little old school feel with a little new, new school appeal. Um, with all due respect to your Raiders uniforms, do the Chargers have the best uniforms in all of football right now? The Chargers used to have the best uniforms when they just wore the powder blues. Like, mm -hmm. this transformation did nothing for me. Putting the number on the helmet looks cluttered and clouded to me. It's, it's too much. It's too much. I like, I like simple lines. It's too much for me. So the Chargers actually take a step down. And, by the oh, way, wow. you know, I'm still holding out hope that, you know, maybe we get, like, okay, don't don't clip this off and make every Raiders fan hate me. But maybe we get a little bit of a, like, tweak to the silver and black. Like, maybe a matte black and a chrome silver. Like, maybe we could just do a little Vegasy tweak to the to the silver and black. Kind of a little tiny, tiny update to the silver. Like, no changes, just a little 
update. If, you know, so careful I'm, I'm now, Jason. Up. I'm just saying careful now. Okay, because the the, the, the whole black hole thing, I'm they, they are very proud people. It's and scary. You, and you don't want to offend them. That's all I'm saying. Scary bunch. It's just, it's, it's just, there's a spot where I'm jealous of every other fan that whenever there's like an alternate jersey or a throwback jersey or like a different take on things, like I got nothing. Like just the same every single time. I just want something a little bit tweaked. That's all. Just, just a little tweak. <laughs> all right, Jason. Well, you know, as you wrap up here, it's been kind of tradition here every Tuesday now where I kind of present you with a game. I put you on the spot. Uh, I test your mental prowess. And this game, you know, it's going to be a little more of the simplistic nature. Um, since we're very close to the draft, I kind of put a little draft twist on it. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. I can I consider ourselves kind of kindred spirits a little bit when it comes to music. Obviously, you're, you're very versed in it. You played in the band, Perry. I just love listening to music. I, I consider us like the... <laughs> you guys are very close. Uh, we're very close, Brad. I mean, we're, we're almost like the sister of the traveling pants, except that we're dudes and we like music. You ever see that movie? Uh, no. Oh, I don't yeah, change well, and we, change and we wear sweatpants. And we wear sweatpants. Yeah, we don't wear no. jeans. Yeah, exactly. But So here's the game today, you know, and this is going to be very music-oriented. I want you to draft your all-time best band that, that you can think of, okay? Now, there's a, there's a, couple, uh, there's a couple little... Asterisk zero, okay? You have to draft an underdog or, if you will, a sleeper, and you have to draft the front runner. So, Jason Fitz, what we need from you, we need, we need a front man, a lead guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer, and it can be from the past or the present. Who are you going with? Who are you drafting? Well, I think the front runner, and this is because every musician that you ask is probably going to give you the same drummer answer of one or two or three, so i got to go John Bonham. First is the drummer, Zeppelin. Yep. Um, so and so many people will be obsessed with Bonham. He has to be the front runner. So uh, Bonham comes in as my drummer, Richie Sambora, because as you guys know, I'm obsessed with Bon Jovi. It was my first concert. Richie Sambora was the reason I did what I did. So Richie's my guitar player because I owe that to Richie. Um, Freddie Mercury, I'm going to go Ooh, with as my singer, I think. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I want a front man that can really go, but my sleeper pick. And I'll, hear me out on this. We guitars, by the way, right? Is that where we're at right now? Uh, oh no, Richie's our Richie's oh, our I'm lead sorry. guitar. So this Richie's is the bassist here. Guitar. Okay, bassist. Yeah, bassist is the sleeper. So I'm gonna go, and I'll show a little bit of favoritism here. He may not be the best bass player of all time, but I'm gonna go with Jada Marcus of Rascal Flatts. But there's a reason why. A lot of people don't realize Jada Marcus is actually a multi Grammy award winning producer. So a lot of the oh. arrangements and a lot of the work behind the scenes and a lot of the production that's done for not only Rascal Flatts, but a ton of other acts. Like he's produced Chicago records. Like the guy can produce, he's got a bunch of Grammys for gospel records. Like he can produce whatever kind of music you want. So you bring Jay in because he plays, not only does he uh, play bass, but he also plays a heck of a lot of keys, plays a bunch of different instruments. So I make Jay sort of a multi instrumentalist guy. He also can help produce for the band. And bam, now I've got, he's my sleeper pick. I'll tell you what, man, Jay kind of sounds like a little bit of a tweener, right? Is he a 3-4 outside linebacker? <laughs> Is he a 4-3 defensive end, man? He's the X factor. I respect it, Jason. I respect it a lot. He likes golf, too, doesn't oh, yeah. he? He's a big golf guy. He, oh, huge golfer, yeah. And definitely a tweener. And, and then, by the way, I'm throwing myself in also <laughs> as the the guy that's like, I'm just on special teams. I'm doing whatever Coach asks me to do, trying to stay on the roster. I was Jason Fish is just trying to compete. Yeah, you did it. That was fantastic. Good work. I love the game today, Austin. Uh, totally appropriate. Who, who in your mind, or who is your uh, fiddle inspiration, or your be, the, the best fiddle player? I mean, give us uh, give us somebody yeah, in mind. That's a couple. I mean, so I'll say this: I grew up around classical music, not not fiddle music. So most of my like my personal inspirations were classical violinists. Uh, but I will say a name nobody knows 
but is really, truly the best fiddle player on the road for anybody is Jimmy Mattingly. And Jimmy cut his teeth his entire career playing for Garth Brooks. Yeah. So there isn't uh-huh. a better fiddle player night in and night out than Jimmy. Um, you know, but but frankly, let's face it, I got to believe in myself a little bit. Put the helmet on. I'll take him off. <laughs> I'm getting into this team, man. Come on now. I had to jump up and down while I played the toughest solo of my life. Come on, that's got to count for something. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, very off good charts, stuff. Brent, off the charts and tangibles <laughs> from Jason Fitz. I like it. Jason Fitz from ESPN. 1 p.m. until 3 p.m. First take, your take right here on ESPN 690. Hey, man, enjoy the draft. We get to break it all down next week. You guys are the best. Have a great week. All right, you, that's man. Jason Fitz. And, by the way, coming out of Fitz there in that conversation, uh, is it looks like it's happening, right, Coos? Yeah, uh, Patriots are Gronkowski? trading Gronk and a seventh-round pick to the Bucks for a fourth-round pick. So they get a fourth-round pick mm. from the Bucks. Hey, hey, OJ Howard. Well, that's the thing. That was going to lead me into the next part of this conversation. We got some time here, mm-hmm. and OJ Howard might have already been on the block. OJ Howard has not lived up to the hype. Yeah, he yeah. really has. No, he's, no, he hasn't. Uh, no, he's no, top ten pick, right. wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, okay. But the Jags. Could use a guy like Howard. You got to be a little careful. But the Jacks have a bunch of ammunition, man. Well, they have I mean, that, and, also, and they have Leonard. Well, and also the price tag for OJ Howard just went down drastically. You would think okay? so because you're not going to have three tight ends on that team. You aren't the Baltimore Ravens with Tom Brady. Hate to tell you, Tom Brady's not Lamar Jackson. So you have to get rid of OJ Howard or Cameron Brate. I think they love Cameron Brate. So OJ Howard's the odd man out. And teams are going to know this, Brett. Teams are going to start lowballing a little bit because they can. Again, the Jags are in a position where they have a lot of ammunition. There are other teams that are in position. The Patriots are one of those teams. Actually, if the Patriots wanted to go try to get a tight end, but you would have thought they might have worked it into this deal if they wanted an O.J. Howard type. And Howard's not a slam dunk guy. You can get wrapped up in the name. He, he, again, he has not lived up to it. Uh, But a change of scenery sometimes helps, sometimes is worth the risk, depending on how much the risk is. This is a move that could have a domino effect to help the Jacksonville Jaguars if they were willing to make a move. Might even at least bring them into the conversation here a couple of days before the draft. How surprised are you that this went through so quickly? Now, I understand we're just working. I'm sure it's been days and days. But was that too easy? Uh, Did the Patriots just kind of give, okay, Gronk, we get it. Yeah, that's fine. Go go ahead. We're going to get a fourth-round pick in return. Uh I know he wasn't going to come back to play for the Patriots. I get yeah, it. So, that's so the thing. they so, might as well said they said, "Hey, we could let the contract run out, yeah. or we could get a fourth round pick in return." Yeah. So that's some good value, uh, but it just seems to happen so quickly. Dude, I mean, literally, this came out of nowhere. It was like rumors, and all of a sudden, boom, the trade's like almost done now. And um, I guarantee there's WWE fans right now rejoicing in the streets that he's off the WWE roster because, let's be honest, uh, wasn't that great for Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it's. Yeah, if you're the Patriots, this was the only logical move, Brent, right? Because you don't know how much he has left. You trade him to an opponent that's not in your division, so you don't have to, you don't have to see him every single year. And you literally got something for nothing. So if you're the Patriots, I'm not mad at that at all. Now, could you maybe have gotten a little better? I mean, it was a fourth-round pick, correct? Fourth-round pick. Could you have tried for a third-round pick? Possibly, but once again, you literally got to pick out of thin air. So um, I, I think, you know, props to the Patriots, obviously. It's good for the the Buccaneers because now Tom Brady's got someone that he's acquainted with already, and I'm not sure how much Rob Gronkowski has left in the tank. But keep in mind, if you still have Cameron Brady and whoever else they have in that roster, like you don't need Tom Brady to be the man. Okay, you don't need Tom Brady to be pivotal in the run game. You have Cameron Brady for that. All you need Tom, Bra- all, all you need is um, Gronkowski. Gronkowski yeah. Sorry, all you need Rob Gronkowski to do is go in the, in the red zone. 
line up, be a mismatch, and command attention. So even if you're a decoy man, you're still going to be a game changer because you still have Evans. You still have uh, Godwin. You know, you have all these players there where this receiving core, Brett, it's going to be one to, to mess with for sure. How about this? Uh, Tom Brady goes from an, an offense where he had, what, he had uh, uh, Edelman. Yeah. And he had, he had Sony Michel. Company. Yeah, well, yeah, but even Sony Michel. Yeah, I know, but yeah. he had Sony Michel. Well, and then he had James White, too. Uh, yeah. So, But you know the names are rattling yeah. off here. To an offense in Tampa that has Brady at QB, Ronald Jones at running back, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, and as of now, O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you're starting to stack that on paper to look a little bit like the Moss year of, of yes. the New England Patriots, uh, that which is a little too much to say, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. For Tom Brady, it probably feels like that. Now, this is that Pied Piper effect, right? And give credit to the Bucks, although they kind of fell into Brady. You know, there were a lot of teams that could have played for Brady, could have went after Brady, but they fell into him given the situation. Uh, he, he was going to stay on the East Coast, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they had well, a chance to because Jameis was a free agent. Yeah, yeah. You know, they didn't have to make those kind of decisions. They fell into this a little bit. But now they're saying, you know what, we got him for two years. We're going to go get him for two years. Yeah. It brings light to a couple of things. One, I give him a ton of credit for going after it. And I still think Brady's got something, especially if he's surrounded with people like this. Uh, and they have players on defense, too. They need to get a lot of better on defense. But they've got some players, so they'll go heavy in this draft, you would think, maybe on the defensive side. But you've got to give credit for to the Bucks for doing what they need to do right now. But be careful of this. Of everybody else that could benefit or struggle because of the pandemic, the Tampa Bay Bucks hope we play football in the fall. That's a good point. They got one year left on Rob Gronkowski. That's a good point. And they got a 43-year-old Tom Brady with two years. Yeah. a deal. There might be nobody. Listen, the team that benefited the most from the pandemic was the Houston Astros. Yeah. We forgot about that story. <laughs> the team that needs football to happen. Yeah. In the fall, is no doubt the Tampa Bay Bucks. You're absolutely right, Brent. And listen, like I get it right now. The way the Bucks are looking on paper, you get Gronkowski. It's only going to help him, right? So I get it. There's a lot of intrigue right now, but we got to keep. Let's keep things in perspective, real quick. All right, you play in a division that hosts the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints, last time I checked, are pretty solid as well. And even though the Buccaneers' offense right now is one for the ages, it's looking like their defense. Need, need some work, okay? And they need some work in the worst way. So um, I get the argument of saying, well, all they need is a running back now. Like, oh, we got to go after Fournette, go after somebody in the draft, and who's going to stop that Bucks offense? Possibly, and, and maybe they will do that. You know, maybe they'll draft a running back very high. But at the same time, you can't deny the fact that their defense right now is in need, you know, and they have to address this in the draft to be successful. Because right now I still have the Saints by far the most favorite to win that division. Yeah, it's a tough division. The most favorite. The yeah, whatever. The favorite. The favorite to win that division. Right. Yeah. Uh, English happens, class. Man. I'm I'm, listen, I'm good for like five of those a show. Listen, we're all homeschooled right now. <laughs> I mean, this online learning is tough. And uh English takes back. You know, we don't yeah, even yeah. have to take the SATs or ACTs to get into college right this year, I don't think. For real? Well, they've canceled half of them, so I so mean they've got to let some of that slide. Oh man. 
It's the GPA, I think, that comes in handy. Oh, I, I, I'm trying to think back to my high school career. I'm like, oh, yeah, I still would have been screwed then. Never mind. All right, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, uh, that big news of Gronkowski. Jump in on it if you want, 904-362-9901. Are you interested in O.J. Howard? I mean, would you make a move if you're Dave Caldwell and the Jags? I mean, help out Gardner. Get the tight end. You know me. I'll get every tight end that ever existed right now. Jenna Lane, you make this right to the show, and you get a touch with O.J. Howard, and you get him in Jacksonville, okay? That's your job because you told me to take him in fantasy football. It came back to bite me. Don't worry. I had Lamar Jackson. Not a big deal. Let's get O.J. Howard to Jacksonville. You should call her Sister Lane, right? Sister Lane, That's absolutely, right. yeah. <laughs> Sister Christian, Sister Lane. You know what I'm saying? A little Night Ranger hey, reference. Does Gronkowski have to give up the 24-7 belt or whatever the heck belt he had? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. He still has it, I think. I don't know, man. I guess he's going to fight for or he's going to wrestle for it at the stadium. I don't know what's going to happen. It's like Tiger Woods not giving back that Masters exactly, trophy from man. 2019. <laughs> uh, we come back. Shock your mock. On the way at ESPN 690. Waffelsberger. Ball top three. Rolling around. And it's scooped up. The speed of Telvin Smith. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jaguars. Ngakwe knocks it free. And a 50-yard return for Jacksonville with a penalty marker down. Who the hell is that? Never heard of him. Telvin Smith? (laughs) Blast of the pass, man. Can I get to sit down with Telvin Smith? I hope he's doing good, man. I I really do. I do, too. Look, uh, Telvin Smith, I think about from time to time. And I'm like, we don't even talk about the guy anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know, like Paul Puzzlesny retired. So we don't talk about Paul Puzzlesny anymore. Puzzlesny anymore. Yeah. Did I just like say it the way you say it usually? That's why I call him Puzz, man. That's why I call (laughs) him Puzz. Like, I don't even have an issue with Puzz's name. Hey, you just got to call him Puzz. But now Telvin kind of retired. Yeah. But for a long time, I didn't believe it. I don't. I don't think he's ever going to play football again. And it's fascinating, the whole thing. I mean, whatever happened to the raid on his house? It's a great point. We just stopped you talking know, about. Who we, knows, man? We have done stories in our news department, CBS forty-seven and Fox thirty, yep. and looked into it. And the last check at, at last time, though, this wasn't like yesterday, but it was like still an open investigation. Which is crazy, to so, think, right? Because I mean, the FBI was involved, so you think something. I mean, it was like a raid. Yeah. So, I don't know what I, I think he is. We talk about these these players. We talk about like what are they doing now? Sometimes we talk about mm-hmm. life after football. Again, if you look up in five years, it, you know, ten years, won't you always kind of be curious of where, like, okay, what's Justin Blackman doing now? Yeah. Like is, is he oh, is sure. he yeah, has I he mean, found help? Is he doing okay? Uh, forget about football. Forget about the millions lost. Is he doing okay? Yeah. To me, Telvin Smith will be that curiosity down the road. The thing about it is, I don't know in what respect does he need help? Is he okay? Why did he get out of football? What were the real reasons? We've heard a bunch of them. So interesting to hear the call on Telvin Smith. I just think he's a forgotten guy in Jacksonville. Yannick Ngakwe, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette. We've had all this drama this year. Tom Coughlin, all of this. We had the good story of Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark. And lost in it was about a year ago. 
we found out that Telvin Smith wasn't going to play football anymore. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, fascinating. You know what else is fascinating? What do you got? Shock your mocks. Oof. Brent Morton. No, Austin Lane. Coos. Day two of the mocks. Hit him you, with the Brent. Hey, do you know, you know what's crazy about this? What's up? People want the pain. People want the pain. Like, yes, they do. They are asking you to roast Bunch your, of mannequins out there, Brent. Bunch of sick pups out there, man. <laughs> like, Look at the roast. This is pandemic doing. <laughs> It's like the slingshot ride. You know you're probably not going to enjoy it, but you still try it anyway. Exactly, man. Exactly. So I'm making sure you guys got all the emails, right? We're all good to go here. Oh, probably not, but we'll figure it Before out. Before we, we get go. started, so here's the deal: we're trying to yep. we're trying to get better every day. Oh, we are, bro. Right? I mean, Coos, it took him like six different tracks to find decent music yesterday. Long time. Yeah. But we got to it. Yeah. I don't know what he's got planned today. But we also said, hey, let's throw on the uh, let's throw the the mocks mm-hmm. on the video feed. So Kuz is jumping in big time and helping out there. Yeah, just, I'm going to do a lot of running back and forth. You do a lot of computer. running back and forth, but we we don't know as now we got to make sure we put the right one up there. <laughs> so if you're watching on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Twitch, uh, which you can on ESPN 690 Jacks and and just look that up or look our Twitter handles up. Uh, hopefully you're checking out the video feed from time to time, and uh, you can see what Austin's talking about yep. as he gets ready to rip your mock draft. It's called Shock Your Mock Day 2. Here we go. I'm getting along. Coos, first of all, the most important question is, do we have music for this one? Okay, because I requested the music. I'm not hearing it. This this segment deserves music. <sighs> oh, this is good. I like that. Do you, do you recognize the soundtrack? Goose, it's good. You know what? Stop hitting the button. No, make it sure they work. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I thought you were going to send a commercial. Brent, <laughs> n- 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 this movie for a bonus point here on the Shock Your Mock. Uh, oh, man, seriously? Hold on. Oh, you come on. Yesterday, I thought it was Top Gun. Spoiler? Braveheart. Not Braveheart. I'll give you a hint. It's better than the original. The, the, the sequel was That's way never better. happens. Okay. Uh, this happens for this one. James Cameron? <clears throat> Arnold Schwarzenegger? Terminator 2 Judgment. Terminator. Okay. See, now I just lost all my energy. I was all excited to do this, and you didn't get Terminator. I didn't know Terminator uh, music very well. Is that a good soundtrack? Uh, not, I mean, just th- th- that song's so iconic, man. But it is what it is. All right. <laughs> it's iconic. It, it is iconic. All right. It could be, and I still won't get it. All right, so now let, let me get to the, the mock. The reason you didn't ask me to draft a band. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Coos, you have number one ready to go? It's on the board. Do you do you want me to? Yeah, I okay. feel like All I'm right. at a ride at Disney right now. <laughs> <laughs> like the kids are bugging me. They're waiting in line. They get a little cranky. The happiest place on earth is turned into the most angriest place on earth at seven o'clock. <laughs> That's where we go. We're waiting on Terminator 2 ride. First of all, please don't hand a Terminator 2. Bro. Have you seen it, right? It's so good. Yeah, I have seen okay. it. Okay. Believe it or not. All right, so here's what we're going to do today. Since, you know, the, 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 the love and the outpouring of just this segment has been off the charts, but we're actually going to add a little bit to it today. We're actually going to post these people's mock drafts. And I say these people because I have zero respect for them. We're going to post these people's mock drafts on our, our chat, on our stream right now, so people can watch at home and play along with us. We got the first one, Coos. Hopefully. Brett, you ready to go? Yeah, is this uh, on the mock draft? Is it uh, Donald Blanchard the third? Donald Blanchard the third. With a little Duval. Once again, yeah, exactly. He's got a nice little Duval um, thing there in his little, uh, what do you call it? The, the profile picture? Avatar. Yeah. Avatar, thank you very much. Um, he sent us this mock draft with the president saying, Made multiple trades. Not sure if Kinlaw would be there in the mid-teens. 
Don't worry about Kinlaw right now, sir, because we have plenty else to rip you on, okay? Don't Actually, even worry about Kinlaw right moving now. Moving up to 16 to get Kinlaw, that's a small possibility. I yeah. still think he's gone before the top 14, but at least he didn't wait till 20 in this one. Yep, all right, so let's start off, Brent. The first mock draft of the day, let's, let's set the tempo. Let's set and see where it goes. Number nine pick out of Florida, C.J. Henderson. Listen, sir. Donald the third, Donald Blanchard the third. I don't wear Louis Vuitton Crocs to the club. It may look cool, just like taking C.J. Henderson at the nine position may make your secondary look good. But let's be honest, man, you're kind of reaching just a little bit too much. If you want to reach that much, then reach a little farther and go take Akuda. You said you made multiple trades. Where was the trade with the Lions to take Akuda? So. Off the get-go, Brent, this guy takes C.J. Henderson at number nine, and I'm offended, I'm shocked, and I'm upset. Javon Kinlaw with the 16th pick out of that trade. Love that, obviously. Going with Kinlaw, my personal favorite favorite defensive tackle from the whole draft. T. Higgins, number 48, a guy who's been on the show a lot, Brent. I don't mind that pick either. T. Higgins, sitting fantastic, you know, for the Jaguars. Could fall that far. Could fall that far, man, because there's... There's some cons right now, and there's some negatives there, though. He'd be surprised though. to get down to 48, but he could. Yeah, I, I just think he does a great job of fitting what the Jaguars are trying to do, especially with a red zone presence like he commands. Um, other notable things, Charlie Heck, f- you know, former kid. Uh, Andy Heck. Yeah, Andy Heck's son, uh, offensive tackle, pick 158. He will be available, it looks like, in the fourth round on a lot yeah. of these kind of mocks. So yep. keep an eye on that. That could be realist. I love that people love the storyline of Andy Heck, former yep. Jags O-line coach. And another order, uh, notable one, too, Kelly Bryant with the last pick, uh, quarterback out of Missouri, obviously coming in for a little depth. Listen, you had potential. You, you had the makings. You were making the trades. You took Javon Kinlaw, but you took C.J. Henderson at number nine. Not sure if you're a Florida fan or if you're just not a fan of great defense. Regardless of what it is, man, your mock draft, and I'm talking to you, Donald Blanchard the third, sucks. Gosh, I thought it looked pretty good. <laughs> well, Brent, that's why you took uh, Diggs yesterday and I didn't. So you're in no position you didn't to talk dig it. about I, I didn't dig it. Sorry, it took you me better two believe days it. to get to that. <laughs> You know what? It was worth the wait. Uh, so we're going to pick number two. Mock draft number two. Oh, this one hurts me, you're going to have a hard this one hurts time me, here. Man. This one hurts me, man. Okay. So a little, uh, you know, a little note about this mock draft coming up here. The guy's name is Jags fan in Wisco. Okay. <laughs> Which means the guy's from Wisconsin. Do you know this guy? I don't know this guy. I swear. You sure you didn't see him at the pickle? Go, go, well, I probably saw him at the pickle for sure. <laughs> but go, go check my followers. I don't follow this guy. I'm not sure if he follows me either. But um, Jags fan and Wisco comes in. Let me just take a deep breath real quick. And here we go. All right. So with the nine pick, Jags fan in Wisconsin takes C.D. Lamb. Once again, a lot of C.D. CD Lamb. Brent, you're a fan of him. Um, I don't mind it. You know, probably getting a little... Lamb, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's copywritten. That's going to be a T-shirt if he comes to Jacksonville. Get ready for it. Um, I don't Very mind good. the pick. You Listen, on that breaking T? I'm on that breaking T for sure. <laughs> I don't mind the pick, Brent, with Lamb. Obviously, I don't think wide receivers that big of a need at number nine. But you're getting a dynamic playmaker. You're helping out Gardner Minshew. So I like it, man. Props to you for doing that. Pick number 20 in the first round. Calavion. Shazon, and you know how I feel about this guy, Brent. This was my number one guy that I wanted Brent Marno to take yesterday yes. in the Golden Wingo draft. You so have a hard time ripping this draft, we're man. We're off to a good start. 
pick number 42, second round. A guy by the name of Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Oh, he's eating at your heart man. right now, man. Especially with the rumors of Leonard Fournette. Jonathan Taylor, a guy who shows he can do it all now. He's great in the receiving game. He's a dynamic running back. Gruden likes that. Brent, do we do we have our first? We'll see. Let's keep going. Tyler Biotis, pick 116. Spoiler alert, who might be a guest on the show tomorrow, by might the be, way. Might be, better be. It's the plan. It is the plan. Biotis coming on the show tomorrow. I like that pick of where he's taking some guys say he can actually go second round. I like him taking it here at 116. That's a fourth-round pick. A- a- interior lineman. I like that. Tyler Johnson, two out of Minnesota. A guy that can do it all um, from the wide receiver position. Very dynamic. Kind of plays that little Debo Samuel mentality as well. And I also play with a kid in hockey named Tyler Johnson. He was our captain, so a little <laughs> bonus right there. So I like what we're doing here. But here's where we take a turn for the worst. Wow, very good with the music going down and everything. Yeah. The dramatic part of this. Jags in Wisconsin. Brent, what would you say one of the biggest draft needs is of the Wisconsin, uh, of the Wisconsin, of the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> besides corner? Uh, it would be besides corner? Besides corner. Uh, defensive line. Defensive line and Interior. also, and, and I'd say also maybe left tackle perhaps with Cam Robinson. Offensive I mean, lineman. Yeah. Offensive lineman. Here's the problem, man. You took two interior defensive. Uh, you took one interior offensive lineman. Pick one sixteen. Biotish. Love it. But you don't address the offensive tackle position until pick two oh six. So that leads me to believe. You know what? You're confident with Cam Robinson. You don't give him competition. And I have a problem with that because the game. You're from Wisconsin. You should know this. The game is always won and lost in the trenches. Jags fan in Wisconsin. How about Bryce Hall? You don't mind that at 73? Is that too far down for a corner? That's where I thought you were going to get him. I mean, can, I you, can a corner be the fourth selection for the Jags? It can be, but once again, it's a position of need. And, yeah, I, I agree with you where I think even Taylor, I like Taylor a I lot. I like his length, by the way, Bryce Hall. I but. like Jonathan Taylor a lot, but you got you, you to focus on what's at hand right now. And corner's at hand, so I agree with you there, Brent. So you're, you're starting to rip him too a little bit. Needless to say, Jags fan from Wisconsin, we can't come with you. I appreciate listening to the show, but your mock draft, not taking offensive tackle high up in the draft, it sucks. Send us some cheese curds, though. And here's a little bonus suck. Aaron Rodgers, not a top five quarterback last year. See ya. <laughs> well, what number are we on right now? We're on three. Oh, people are getting upset. Good thing our show is until not over until six. I know, right? <laughs> and next up is not my Richie. Not my Richie. I don't have the picture. Okay, here we go. Yep, not my Richie. Um, all right. Coos is it up? Once again, pick fourteen. Must have traded something. Doesn't really matter. C.J. Henderson, pick fourteen. Brent, well, he traded down. He traded down. Josh Jones, a pick number 20. You, you're not a big Josh you know Jones fan. About this. And, and I think your reasoning is very good on well, Josh and Jones. And here's my problem. So he used, Let's remind people, though. Yeah, okay, I'm going to in a second. So I'll P, stop interrupting no, you. No, you're fine, dude. So, he, <laughs> so the, this mock draft was taken on PFF.com. Not sure how reliable it is, but it, it has this convenient thing where it adds the draft grade for each selection. Right? So, for instance, this person picked C.J. Henderson at 14. And he got a 62% grade off it. Josh Jones at number 20 got an 83.3% grade. He's in the green. Here's my problem with Josh Jones. Josh Jones needs to be cultivated. Josh Jones needs to be molded. The biggest problem with Josh Jones right now is his footwork. You have a guy in Cam Robinson who didn't have good footwork last year. So essentially you're replacing Cam Robinson with a guy who... 
May I even start for like, compete for a starting spot off the bat? And I picked number 20, Brent. I need my players to start since day one, and I can't say that Josh Jones is going to do that. So with that being said, I don't need to go down the list anymore. I don't need to address the fact that you have not addressed interior defensive line until pick number 40, where you took the cat Fotu out of uh, Utah. Yeah, 140. Yeah, I'm sorry. Pick 140, Fotu out of Utah. I get it, man. He's a big buy, but guess what? Doesn't rush the passer, all right? He's, he's strictly uh, a one technique or a three technique in terms of stopping the run. Add zero in, in the dynamics of pass rushing. I don't like that pick either. You did not address interior defensive linemen. You took C.J. Henderson with the top spot. You took Josh Jones at pick number 20. Not my Richie. All right. Your mock draft sucks. Uh, Demetrius is up next. Let's see if we can beat the break and give the orchestra a break uh, here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. It's the shock your mock segment. You send them all in. You think they're good. Austin thinks, well, they're I'm not. Tell that they're not. Demetrius says hard to beat, so he's got a little swag to him. Yeah. This dude said hard to beat. Caesar, who? Hey. This dude said hard to beat. Hey, I can beat it right now. Don't take a center in the first round, sir. Pick number nine, Jerry Judy. I like it. Pick number 20, Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Center at number 20. I would make an argument and say that Brandon Linder is probably your best offensive lineman at the moment. Why would you bring in a center at pick number 20 to compete with him? And you know what? The rest of your draft, it's not bad, sir. Demetrius, talking to you, man. But you know what? You took a center at number 20. I can't go on. This mock draft sucks. It sucks to holy. You know what? <laughs> Get him out of here. This mock draft sucks. Sorry. Uh, by the I way, almost, I almost said something bad. Yeah, you almost did. Well, I'm triggered, uh, by the way, center uh, is supposedly deep, according to a lot of folks, where you could get like a, de- a starting yeah. center right away, even in like a round three mm-hmm. uh, of this year's draft. We'll uh, see how that well, shakes out. We got time for another coos? Before we got to go to break? You got two minutes. Oh, yeah. We got time for another one. Let's get to number five. It's supposed to be a segment thing. It might take an hour, but. Yeah, you know, but we got time, right? It's okay. Charlie Pitts is up next. Is this going to be the Pitts? Do you know Charlie Pitts or not? I don't know. I don't know. It looks like he's a coach or something. Anybody who has a baseball avatar. Don't stereotype me or anything. Hey, you have a baseball avatar. I know you. Spoiler guy, it's a white guy hugging a kid in a baseball jersey. Brent's got to know him. Sorry for getting racial. Is that Ty? <laughs> it might be, man. I don't know. All right. So let's go to Coach Charlie Pitts. We'll just call him. Coach Pitts. Coach Pitts. All right, Coach Pitts. So, listen, you took a guy... With Mikai Becton, who I like at number nine. Okay? So you're off to a good start. I'm not mad at that whatsoever. Jeff Gladney at number 20. Not bad. A little bit of a reach, in my opinion. Yeah, beauty in the eye of the beholder on those corners. Exactly. Uh, pick number 42. I, I'm so sick and tired of seeing this guy's name, Brent. <laughs> I, I swear. Is, is, is there some kind of contest with Jimmy John's or Subway where if you name drop this guy in a mock draft, you're eligible to get a free sub sandwich? Because I've been saying this guy's name so many times, it's giving me a heart attack. Brent, want to say it? I'm not going to say it, so you can say it. Grant Delpit. Thank you very much. Safety at number 42. Pick number 73 coming at Cam Akers at running back. He does hasn't taken an interior defensive lineman until 165. Oh, you, you knew where I was going with it, Brent. You knew where I was going with it. And keep in mind, too, listen, I respect the Cam Akers pick, okay? I think Cam Akers is going to be a big-time player. And I like where he picked him right there. But like you said, Brent, the biggest need, hands down, on this team right now is interior defensive lineman, more specifically the three technique. Pick 165, sir. 
with Broderick Washington Jr. is not getting the job done. It's not pushing Tel- uh, it's not pushing Taven Bryant to have competition. So, Coach Charlie Pitts, if you are a coach, you're hugging a kid. It looks like you're consoling him. I hope you guys won that game. I hope, I hope you're celebrating and then you're not crying in that avatar. Whatever it is, though, your mock draft, sir, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Two more to go. I'd shock your mock. Uh, Grant Delpit. On line two. Get him off my show. <laughs> I, I swear, man. I swear. I, I can't take it anymore. Shock but. your mock and then more draft talk uh, in the final hour of the show. Coming up, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.